Except pinagpalang Sunday po, mga kapatid. It's so good to be back here in the pulpit. The last few Sundays we have so enjoyed, I have so personally enjoyed listening to the anointed preachings of our pastors. And we are so blessed that our pastors are learned people. And they take time to truly dig through the Word of the Lord so that every Sunday, every discipleship meeting, every day rally, every time we get the chance to share the Word of God, your pastors are able to exposit unto us the richness and the wealth of the Word of God. Today is June 13. At alam niyo po, kaninang madaling araw, 4.30, Graduate po sa kanilang Masters in Biblical Studies ang tatlo nating kapastoran. Si Pastor Jonathan, si Pastor Ed Foronda, at sa MDiv naman niya graduate si Pastor Rodel Lopez ng Lighthouse Christian Community in Bicol. And we are just so proud of our pastors. Pastor Jonathan Aranton graduated summa cum laude. Mantakin niyo po yan, nakarinig na ba kayo ng kaibigan yung nag-summa cum laude? Meron na po tayong suma kong laude dito sa Lighthouse in the person of our Pastor Jonathan Aranton. Pastor Ed Foronda graduated magna cum laude sa kanyang Masters in Biblical Studies. Woohoo! Congratulations mga kapatid. And si Pastor Rodel just finished his third Masters degree. This time, Masters in Divinity and he finished cum laude. Ito po isang heritage na talagang ating ipinagpapasalamat sa Panginoon. Isang pamana ng the uh, love for learning na natutunan natin mula pa sa ating founding pastor, si Pastor Chuck Quinley, sa ating uh, Pastor Albert Clavo na palaging inuukit at palaging pinupush at palaging isinasabuhay din naman nila ang pagmamahal sa continuous learning because we've always believed if we are going to be effective ministers to the people of the Lord and for the glory of our Jesus, dapat ang mga pastor po ay patuloy na nililinang ang kanilang mga kalakasan, katalinuhan, at kung ano man ang kagalingan na ibinigay sa kanila ng Panginoon. Our life is an ongoing quest to know our God better and better. Knowing as well, mga kapatid, na a lifetime may come and go. And we will know, we know that we will not even proximate the healthy level of really getting to know the Lord. There is so much in the profundity, in the depth of God's personhood and character. Now one lifetime of walking with Him and one lifetime of learning about Him will never be sufficient. And yet, it is never an excuse for any of us, mga kapatid. Ikaw man ay pastor, lay leader, ikaw man ay secular business person or corporate person, there is never an excuse for us to renege on our responsibility to go to the Word of God so that in every facet, in every counsel that we receive from Him by the illumination of the Holy Spirit, mas nakikilala po natin ang higit, ng mas malalim, ng mas marubdob kung sino ang Diyos na ating sinasamba. At yung po ang ginawa natin dito sa Lighthouse, magmula po ang First Sunday ng January of this year, 2021, we have labored to look into every book of the Bible sequentially. We decided wala tayong skip na book in the 66 books of the canon of the scriptures. 
And the purpose for that is that so that we will all be acquainted or reacquainted sa napakaraming characters, napakaraming virtues, napakaraming kamangha-mangha at kagilagilalas na aspeto ng pagka-Diyos ng ating, ng ating Diyos na sinasamba. So if you remember, for example, when we looked at the book of Genesis, we said He was a God of promise. When we exposited on the book of Exodus, we realized He's the God of power. When we looked at the book of Leviticus, we realized He's the God of purity. And when we looked at Numbers, we realized He's the God of perseverance. Apat pa lamang yun. The first four books of the Bible. And so when we went to book of the, the book of Deuteronomy, we realized that He's the God of preparation. Isang aspeto lamang yun sa napakaraming pwede nating makuha at malinang at ma-harvest at ma-reap sa napakayamang salita ng Diyos. I'm sure you have been so blessed by Pastora Rios preaching last Sunday when she spoke about or from the book of Job and she said, Our God is the God of pain. At kung ang ating, yung ating mga pagkakasakit, yung ating mga kabiguan sa buhay ay nasisift natin to the eyes of faith, we realize God is very much present even in our most painful events. Next Sunday, i-advertise ko lang po, Pastor Nikki Floho will be preaching unto us and he'll be preaching from the book of Proverbs how God is the God of prudence, the God of wisdom. And I'm excited to hear from our young adult pastor on how the Lord is going to speak to us through him. But today, I'm going to talk about or, or preach from the book of Psalm. Strictly speaking, walang S, the book of Psalm. But of course, okay lang naman po kung sabihin natin, the book of Psalms, it doesn't matter. Because here in this book, in this marvelous book of the Bible, 150 chapters, we will realize the God that we worship is our God of authentic spirituality. God so appreciates when His people comes unto Him in all authenticity. Na wala tayong kaplastikan, walang bahid ng pagpapanggap. We come to the Lord just as we are. And the Lord can take us hook, line, and sinker. Kung anuman ang estado ng buhay mo, kung anuman ang pinagdadaanan mo, God is a God of authentic spirituality. And so today, let's go to our Bibles. And we will be reading from Psalm chapter 19. I'd like to st- stand up right now sa inyong mga kabahayan. We will read from Psalm chapter 19. Ito po sa mga Psalms ni David. And I'd like you to read along with me. Whether you're using your cell phone or your iPad or your traditional book like what I'm using right now, let's go through Psalm 19. I'll be reading from the New International Version. Shall we read, please? The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of His hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they display knowledge. There is no speech or language where their voice is not heard. Their voice goes out into all the earth, their words to the ends 
of the world. Pause there for a while, mga kapatid. David must have been in the wilderness when he was writing this. Or maybe he was in the middle of the vast expanse of the desert at isang disyerto na wala namang city lights. Nakikita niya ang millions of stars, the vast expanse of the heavenlies. And all of a sudden, David started penning. Nagsimula siyang magsulat ng Psalm 19 on how the heavenlies declare the glory of God day after day, night after night. If we can just discern the voices of the mountains, if we can just discern the voices of the stars, David would say, all of these celestial heavenly beings and heavenly creations, they are now pouring forth speech. And there is not a corner in the known creation of God that their speech is not heard. Their voice goes out up to the very ends of the world. And then it says, let's continue, in the heavens, he has pitched a tent for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming forth from his pavilion, like a champion rejoicing to run his course. It rises at one end of the heavens, makes its circuit to the other. Nothing is hidden from its heat. It's up there for a while, mga kapatid. Napaka-poetic ni David. And that's what happens probably when you are in the very presence of the Lord. Your poetry, your gift of poetry is awakened. Na nung kanyang tinitingnan at sinisilayan ang, ang pagsikat at ang paglubog ng araw, he remembers a bridegroom na papunta para i-fetch ang kanyang bride. And how this son is just like a champion running or rejoicing to run his course. At hindi pa alam ng mga tao no, na bilog ang mundo. Because at this point, many people believed, even amongst the people that are scientific, they believed that the earth was flat. And yet, David already alluded that the sun rises at one end and it makes its circuit to the other. A very early pronouncement that the earth is not the center of the universe, but the sun is. And nothing is hidden from the heat of the sun. And then after talking to us about the wondrous appeal of nature and the created beings, verse 7, let's go there now. David says, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The statutes of the Lord are trustworthy, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the heart. The commands of the Lord are radiant, giving light to the eyes. The fear of the Lord is pure, enduring forever. The ordinances of the Lord are sure and altogether righteous. They are more precious than gold, than much pure gold. They are sweeter than honey, than honey from the comb. after marveling about the bigness of the creation of the Lord, David now starts focusing on the mind, the eyes, the heart of, of the human being. And if we have God na alam niya ang detalye ng seasons, ng climates, ng paglubog at pagbaba ng araw, ang pagdating ng tagulan at ng taginit at ng taggilo at ng taglagas sa mga four-season countries, kung sa David nakikita niya ang, ang stability ng constellations, and that's why scientists later on would be able to discern the seasons and the climates. David would now say, this same God who's so meticulous in the details of the heavenlies 
is the same God that gives us the law, the precepts, the ordinances. And therefore, the ordinances and the laws of the Lord are more precious than gold, sweeter than honey. And then David would say, By them is your servant warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. David would just burst into this, into this doxology that God, you are so big and you are so infinite and yet you are mindful of people like us, of, in, of a finite human beings like all of us, that you give us your law so that we will be born by it and we will be rewarded through it. And then he says, who can discern his errors? And then he says, Lord, forgive my hidden faults. Keep your servant also from willful sins. May they not rule over me. And then I will be blameless, innocent of great transgression. Stop there for a while, mga kapatid. And David was of the consciousness na kung ganun katalino at ganun kadetalyado ang Diyos, walang saysay na itatago mo pa ang iyong mga kasalanan. Walang saysay na ikaw ay magmamaang-maangan na kunyari wala kang nagagawang kalikuan sa mata ng Diyos. The Lord knows your sins, both the overt and the covert, both the obvious and the hidden. And so David could just come to the Lord in penitence, in a humble request. And he says in verse 14 of Psalm 19, Lord, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my rock and my Redeemer. Oh, I can stop my preaching right there and then. I believe the word of the Lord already has been spoken unto us. But I believe the Lord would want to speak to us even more. But let us come to the Lord in prayer. Lord, that's our prayer for today, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our hearts will be pleasurable, will find favor, will be pleasing in your hearing and in your sight. For you know us, Lord, you know our limitations. You know our boundaries as human beings. But you, Lord, you are boundless. You, Lord, you are perfect. You, Lord, you are holy. You, Lord, you are the God of order and system. You're the God of precision. And so today, Lord, we can only do so much if you will not anoint this presence and this moment. So, Father, we ask that by the power of your Holy Spirit, speak now to my brother and my sister, hide me now, Lord, behind your power for your honor and your glory. In Jesus' name, everyone will say, Amen, Amen. Now, you must have realized now, my friend, that the book of Psalm is really a poetic book. It's the, ano to, itong favorite ni Shakespeare. And Shakespeare would have a lot of ode to the Bible, how the poetry that he found in the book of Psalms, just inspired him in his own quest for his own poetic expressions. 150 chapters all in all, different authors, and giving us a, um, a peek through their train of thought, what they were going through, what they were feeling at the time. And, I, and as for me, this is spirituality in its core. And God is a God of authentic spirituality. Let me define for us what spirituality means. I just got this from Google. And it says that spirituality offers a worldview 
that suggests that there is more to life than just what people experience on a sensory and physical level. Let me translate that in more colloquial manners. Ito isang pananaw, kapatid, na naniniwala tayo na there is more than what we see, what we feel, what we just have right here in the physical world. We realize that there is a bigger spiritual realm. And that's where God is. For people that are just bound by the physical things, they're into what experts call dialectical materialism. It's all about the material things. Their dialectics, their learnings, their discussions, their debates are just based on what is here, what is palpable, what can be touched, and what can be felt. But spirituality is to realize that there is a reality beyond what is seen. And that God is the creator of both the seen and the unseen. And for me, the book of Psalms reflects so much spirituality because in the whole gamut of emotions, na napakaraming emosyong makikita, mababasa at mararamdaman mo pag binasa mo ang book of Psalms, you'll realize God is always there. There is not a chapter that God is not invoked, that God is not included in the narrative. Kung ang, kung ang psalmist man ay nagpupuri sa Panginoon, ang kanyang pagpupuri ay kanyang itinutuon sa Diyos. Kung ang psalmist man ay may pinagdadaan ng kalituhan sa buhay, still, even in his disorientation, he would direct his eyes unto God and realize that God is very much present in that situation. When people are reeling because of injustice, because of this massive sense of injustice that has been done unto them, still, the psalmist would focus his ire, his anger, even his complaints, his laments to the God whom he believes to be a God of justice. Spirituality is acknowledging na nandun palagi ang Diyos, kasali ang Diyos, at ang Diyos ang nagmamando sa bawat galaw ng mga taong nananampalataya sa Kanya. But maybe the question of many people is, but Pastor Jojo, how do you measure spirituality? How can we say ng isang tao talaga ay tunay na spiritual? Ito ba ay mga taong, ito yung mga taong, they would get lost in the forest and they would just stay there for a year or two and become like hermits away from the material influence of the world. And for years, they would just frolic in the, in the sounds of the forest insects and the lush of the foliage of the forest and glory in the thunder of the waterfalls. Nakalotos position pa yan. Is this spirituality? Or, Pastor Joe, is spirituality like those desert monks? In the history of Christianity, meron tinatawag na the desert fathers. When they realized that Rome had so much capitulated to the corruption of this world, the desert fathers just retreated to the, to the deserts of Egypt and they would have a commune there. No pining for the material things, even for romantic relationships. They would have this uninterrupted time of prayers, totally freed from the mundaneness of life. Is this a spirituality? So what does that make of us kung tayo yung mga city boys, mga city slickers, sabi nga nila? 
What does that make of us when we are taling-tali sa ating 9 to 5 jobs? We don't have the luxury to be in the forest or to be in the desert. Is this spirituality like that of, say, the Greek Orthodox? I, I love the way they worship God. They have this theology of the mysterious nature of God, the unknowable mysteries of the Lord. That's why their church is always dark and their priests always don black clothes and long beards and all incense filling the sanctuary with Gregorian chants hovering all around all day long with the recitations of the Psalms. Is this a spirituality? To have a corner of the earth as a piece of heaven and you're separated from the rest of the world? Or is it like Mother Teresa when your whole life is dedicated for the poor and the marginalized? No ultimong isusubo mo na lang ipapakain mo pa sa iba. Ultimong chinelas mo na lang ibibigay mo pa sa isang batang kalin na walang masuot na chinelas. Is this spirituality? Is this what spirituality is all about? We, we always applaud our missionaries, the great heroes of the faith, David Livingstones, just braving the uncharted, unpioneered territories of Africa just so the tribes and the people there could hear the very gospel of the Lord. But what if we don't have that opportunity? We don't have that privilege. Are we less spiritual? Or is it living in opulence? Kaya meron tinatawag na the prosperity gospel of health and wealth. Na spiritual ka kung talagang wala kang dinaranas sa pagkakasakit sa iyong katawan or wala kang dinaranas sa kahirapan sa buhay mo. Why? Because sickness and poverty are obviously curses of the Lord to the not-so-spiritual people. You see, my friends, I'm just rambling through this because these questions and more are, ito yung mga pinagdidebatihan sa napakaraming theology classes na aking naatinan. Ito yung mga pinag-uusapan in restaurant conversations or during retreats of the church or in public debates amongst the many different denominations of Christianity. But if you'll just be honest before the Lord, these are the very questions as well that echo in the very chambers of your heart. What is it really to be spiritual? What does it mean to be spiritual? Pastor, ang pagiging spiritual ba is to be forbearing and never complaining? Wala bang karapat na talagang magreklamo ang kristyano? Ang pagiging spiritual ba is always to be profound at all times and no allowances for the shallow? Kristyano ka na, dapat hindi ka na nagjo-joke. Kasi dapat bawat bigkas ng ating mga bibig puro malalalim at puro talagang hindi maarok ng ordinaryong kaisipan ng ating mga tinuran. Ang spirituality ba is to always be above the mundane, never involving ourselves in anything that is simple? Is it always to be in perfect harmony with God and life and the world? Na parang walang gusot ang buhay mo. Is it always to be instantly forgiving na hindi mo man lang mararanasan ang hapdi ng injustice kung may nangyayari sa buhay mo? Is it to be flawless? Is it always to be sure of your standing in life because you're spiritual, you already have attained the answers to the many questions and mysteries of life? Now, I'm sure as I ask you these questions, my friend, you know, this is not even remotely possible. And for me, this is not authentic spirituality. 
Kasi kung magpapanggap tayo na talagang gets na natin ng mundo, na figure out na natin ang ang complications, yung pagiging complicated ng buhay, meron tayong kasabihan, o di ikaw na, <laughs> perfect ka na eh. Or meron tayong mga kasabihan, you're becoming more popish than the Pope. Ibig sabihin, sa sobrang mong bait kapatid, baka lampas ka na ng langit. These are like expressions na hindi natin pwedeng isantabilang because this could be Reflections of how people can sometimes perceive believers. When we become so hyper in our spirituality that we don't allow authenticity to be part of our lives. We don't allow the realness of being a human being to show. And we feel like God will be offended when we show our being humans and our being finite. Now, I don't know with you, but I have always questioned life. I've had questions about life. I have questions about, I've had my struggles with anger and doubts. And it's not always every day that I wake up feeling victorious. I'm sure you can agree with this, mga kapatid. It's not always every day. It's not always every time that I, when I survey life, that I always would notice the handprint of God. There are many times when we struggle with disillusionments. When we are so disappointed with the double talks of people, split personalities and dubious motives of even spiritual giants that we have come to revere. Of late, nayanig po ang Christian world because of one Christian apologist whom I shall leave unnamed. Why? Because... Isa siya sa mga pinakamalaking pangalan in apologetics, defender of the faith. And yet, he was found out to be guilty of so many sexual improprieties. Inakapag-invest pa naman ako probably about a dozen of his books in my personal library at home. And I really struggle, even until today, I struggle reopening those books. Those books once so ministered to me. Because he was a very good speaker, very good writer, very poetic, very profound. And yet, when I got to know about his real personhood, I realized, wow, there's so much hypocrisy in this life. But while I was pondering upon this, and nagiging judgmental na ako sa aking kaisipan, then I started thinking, but why do I still read the Bible? Because if you realize, the 66 books of the Bible, yes, we know it's inspired by the Holy Spirit, but they have been written, they have been recorded by flawed people, imperfect people. They were birthed in less than ideal environments. These people have checkered pasts. Yes, they were profound, they were poetic, but David was an adulterer, murderer even. Solomon was very much a philanderer and married 700 women and had 300 more concubines. What could be worse than that? Paul was a persecutor and a murderer. Peter was a double-faced, very flimsy simpleton. Matthew enriched himself by fraudulent tax collection and did not even return the money to the people like Zacchaeus did. So do I still read the Bible? And so, you've got to arrest yourself when you are thinking this way. Because I've had people saying, Kaya nga, Pastor, sa disappointment ko sa napakaraming 
matters of the faith, hindi na ako nagsisimba, sabi niya. Hindi na rin ako nagbabasa ng Bible. One-on-one na lang kami ni Lord. Basta ako, nagkukumbin na lang ako kay Lord kasi ganyan kami ni Lord eh. But that's also very much doubtful. Why? Because how would you know the mind of God and the heart of God if you don't proclaim and affirm the centrality of the Word of the Lord? And that's why for me, my friends, that's the reason why I love the book of Psalms. Because again, I'll say this, this book showcases authentic spirituality. It's like you have been given the chance or you had this pilio moment na binuksan mo ang diary ng my diary. You should not be doing that, by the way. That I did that once in my life. When I was about probably eight or nine years old, I was able to find the diary of my dad. And I was amazed by the things I read in there. And finally, when my dad found out, I thought he was going to be angry at me. But we had a good laugh and he was able to explain to me the history of his life as reflected in those pages of his diary. And I, I remember so many things. Laman siya aking mga seminars, yung mga thoughts na nabasa ko doon. But one narrative that I really found so fascinating in the diary was, number one, when dad fell in love with my mom. Oh, he had like pages upon pages, poetry upon poetry on how he described my mom as the most beautiful woman in the world. And then, kilig na kilig ako habang binabasa ko yung kanyang entry na yun. But then on the next entry, the mood shifted. Because my dad would record na meron siyang karibal sa puso ng aking nanay. A handsome guy from Manila who was working as an accountant at the time for the rich Chinese millionaires of Katarman. And this guy was relentlessly pursuing my mom as well. Regaling my mom with so much opulent gifts. And my dad in his diary was like, desperate. How, how, will I, how would I be able to face this? How would I be able to offer a counterpart when I could not even afford my meals? My dad was a very poor man. And he would have pages about it. Nights when he would go and the other suitor was already there. And he didn't have any flowers, but this man would have bouquet of flowers for my mom. And you could just see in the diary how dad was just so desperate, even fearing that my mom's heart would be won by the other guy. But then I continued reading and there was this entry when mom, my mom had to call the two guys, the two men courting her for a meeting. And finally, my mom said yes to my dad and politely said no to the other man. And my dad just waxed poetry of love and promises of eternal love for my mom. And he even recorded how this guy was so honorable, in kanyang karibal, even shook his hands and said, take care of LB because she's very much precious to me. You see, reading the book of Psalms is like finding a diary like that. People, the psalmist would be happy and then the next chapter, the psalmist would be so depressed and then the psalmist would have so much hope and the psalmist would have so much questions about God and the psalmist would be so filled with so much promises of the Lord and then the next page you will realize gusto niyo nang basagin ng mga ngipin ng kanyang mga kalaban. Parang, parang bipolar. Parang sorry for those suffering by bipolar. But what I mean by that is parang nagsishifting moods instantly. From the heights to the lows, to the mountaintops, to the valleys. 
And that's why it's authentic. And that's why you know it's real. And that's why you know God can take your emotions. And that's why you know that God is never intimidated when you become real before Him. When you come to Him with all your authentic feelings, trusting and knowing that God can take the rawness of your emotions. Kaya kung titignan ninyo ang Psalms, mga kapatid, theologians would oftentimes categorize it into three. Psalms of orientation is the first. These are the times when the psalmist feels so oriented. I found my true north. I'm walking towards the right direction. And this is the way. I'll just keep on walking at it. This is the path of blessedness. This is the path to the heart of the Lord. I am so oriented. Oh, there are so many of that in the book of Psalms. But then there are psalms of disorientation. When all of a sudden, the feathers have been ruffled. All of a sudden, life turns out to be not so perfect. All of a sudden, boom, not natisud. All of a sudden, nasapak. All of a sudden, natchismisya. All of a sudden, yung mga taong ginawa niya ng mabuti, yung pang umaatake sa kanya. And the psalmist would be so disoriented and he started, he starts shaking his fist to the people, even to God. Why is this, Lord? How long will you keep silent? It's there in the book of Psalm. And then you would have the, the psalm of reorientation or the psalm of new orientation. When a psalmist would have gone to the valleys of life and the mountaintops of life and the valleys of life again, and then he comes out of that experience with a renewed perspective of what life is and what God is all about. I'm, I'm looking at my cell phone because I was watching America's Got Talent and Simon Cowell just pressed the golden buzzer to a 30-year-old cancer patient by the name of Jane Marjuski. I hope I'm pronouncing it right. She got the golden buzzer not because Simon Cowell, but her song was very much compelling. It's about surviving through cancer. The doctors were telling him or are telling her that she's got 2% chance of survival, but she says, hey, 2% is not 0%, and that's an amazing thing. And so I got directed to this blog that she writes, and she says, I have now had cancer three times, and I have barely passed 30. There are times I wonder what I must have done to deserve such a story. I fear sometimes that when I die and meet with God, that He will say, I disappointed Him or offended Him or failed Him. Or maybe He'll say, I just never learned the lesson or that I wasn't grateful enough. But one thing I know for sure is this. He can never say that He did not know me. You see, this girl says, I am God's downstairs neighbor. I'm banging on the ceiling with a broomstick. I show up at this door every day, sometimes with songs, sometimes with curses, sometimes with apologies or gifts or questions or demands. Sometimes I use my key under the mat to let myself in. Other times I sulk outside until he opens the door to me himself. Oh, I have called him many things. I have told him I wanted to die and I meant it. Tears have become the only prayer I know. Prayers roll over my nostrils and drip down my forearms. They fall to the ground as I reach for Him. These are the prayers I repeat night and day 
sunrise, sunset. Call me bitter if you want to. Oh, that's fair. Count me among the angry, the cynical, the offended, the hardened. But count me also as a friend of God. For I have seen him in a rare form. I have felt his exhale laid in a shadow, squinted to read the message he wrote for me in the grout when God would tell me I am sad too. Oh, I can just go on and on reading this blog of hers. Jane Marjuski. And that's authentic spirituality. When you come to the Lord with your orientations and your disorientations and your reorientations, in the remaining time that I have, let me walk through you, let me walk you through certain psalms that I have found so profitable for me. The different facets, the different mood swings that psalmists had to go through. Number one is there are psalms that reflect praises unto God. That's common in the book of Psalms. Though not so plenty. But one of the most outstanding Psalms, that's the reason why in the Catholic, amongst the Catholic friends, you have responsorial Psalm every time you have your Catholic Mass. And many responsorial Psalms are praises unto God. When people are just astounded by the goodness and mercies of the Lord, Psalm 145. Shall you go there with me, please? Psalm 145, a Psalm of David. Let me read this to you. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. So we even sing a song like that. His greatness no one can fathom. One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty, and I will meditate on your wonderful works. Oh, David must have been in such a good spot when he was writing Psalm 145. He looks at the marvelous deeds of the Lord. Maybe he reviews the landscapes of his life. Maybe he looks back and realizes God has been there for him in all the generations. And he says, praise the Lord. You are mighty forever and ever. Psalm 103 is another psalm. Again by David. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, all my inmost being. Praise His holy name. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. Forget not all His benefits. Who forgives you all your sins and heals all your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. Oh, these are like... These are wonderful lyrics of music and songs that we, that we sing right now in the church. When David was just so overwhelmed by the goodness of God, when he was sick, God healed him. When he, was, when he committed sin, God forgave him. When he was in the pit, God redeemed him. When God was just crowning him with love and compassion. And my friends, I pray we will have more moments like this. I pray that we will have more times like this when we are just overwhelmed, when the love of God and the mercies of God just overflow in our hearts, that we have to remind our souls, praise the Lord, oh my soul. Forget not the benefits of the Lord. You talk to yourself. You're exercising self-awareness. You're telling yourself, God has been good unto you. God has never been absent in your life. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Psalms are so replete with praises unto God. That's one psalm that you will love to go back to again and again.
But not everything is praises. There are psalms that are supplications for the weak. In times when the psalmist, when the author, when the writer just acknowledges that wala siyang makapitan sa buhay niya, nanginginig ang kanyang tuhod, ang kanyang braso ay nawawalan ng kalakasan. But being a spiritual person, he knows that if there's one source of strength, it would be God Himself. Psalm 46, for example. These are from the sons of Korah. God is a refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and mountains quake with their surging, and it's a selah, meaning pause for a while. We sing a song like this, when the oceans rise and thunders roar, I will soar with you above the storm. Father, you are king over the flood. I will be still and know that you are God. These are times when you acknowledge ang buhay, it's way beyond your capacity to control. There are many things in your life, no matter how sure you are yourself, no matter how robust, how alive and pulsating your connection with God is, you're still surrounded by the imperfections of this life. And you realize, Lord, it's unto you. It's, it's to you alone that we look for strength and refuge. You are our very present help in times of trouble. Psalm 42 is another psalm that offers supplications for the weak. And it's a maskil of the sons of Korah. And it says, As the deer pants, for streams of water. So my soul pants for you, O God. Verse to my soul thirsts for God. For the living God, where and when can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night. While men say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go with a multitude leading the procession to the house of God with shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throng. Why are you downcast, O oh my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. Oh, my friends, I, I, I can just sense this is the prayer of you, kapatid. That your tears have been your food day and night. Saan ko ba kakatagpuin ng Diyos? Saan ko ba mahanap? Saan ko ba maririnig ang boses ng Diyos? And you remember that not so distant past when you were in the procession towards the house of God and you were very much religious and you had these festivities among the throngs of people that wanted to serve God. But this time, you are not in those festivity moments. This time, you are alone. You are being mocked by your enemies. Your enemies are telling you, Oh, ano yon? Nasaan ang Diyos mo? And when words fail us, when our hearts are so engulfed by the pain of the moment, Psalm 42 can supply us with words. Psalm 42 can be an exhortation that we can recite unto ourselves, unto our souls. Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him. It's in the Bible. Another type of psalm is the psalms that 
appeal for justice. When the psalmist goes through the unfairness of life, when the author of the psalm just realizes that no matter how much you do good to other people, you will be misunderstood, you will be misconstrued, you will be misinterpreted. At iba, bato po sa'yo ang kabutihang ibinigay mo sa kanila. Psalm 82, for example. This is now, this time from Asaph. He says, God presides in the great assembly. He gives judgment among the gods. An affirmation that God is there, that's being spiritual. But verse 2, he says, But how long will you defend the unjust and show partiality to the wicked? It's an appeal for justice. Verse 3, Defend the cause of the weak and the fatherless. Maintain the right of the poor and the oppressed. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. They know nothing. They understand nothing. They walk out in darkness. All the foundations of the earth are shaken. You're looking at all of these social issues. You're looking at the corruptions of the elite. You're looking at the unscrupulous souls that just abuse the poor left and right. You're looking at the downtrodden, the hungry people, the voiceless one. Wala silang masabi. Wala silang, hindi na silang makapalag dahil sa kapangyarihan ng mga tao. And the psalm would say, Lord, how long will you defend the unjust? Bakit sila pa rin ang nagahari? Bakit sila pa rin ang namamayagpag? Pwede pa lang mag-pray ng ganun, kapatid. Kala natin dating lahat ng prayer puro um, hallelujah. Kala natin ganoon lang palaging prayer, no? Yung parang obispo na masyado lang malumanay ang boses, naramdam-naramdam mo ang kapayapaan ng Diyos. Pwede palang magdasal na, Lord, how long will you turn a deaf ear on us? But that's spirituality, that's authenticity in the very presence of the Lord. Oh, Psalm 35, go in there, shall you? The psalmist says, Ruthless witnesses come forward. They question me in things I know nothing about. See, there's injustice. They repay me evil for good and leave my soul forlorn. Ako na nga ang gumawa ng mabuti sa kanila. Anong binayad nila? Evil. Yet, sabi niya, when they were ill, I put on sackcloth and humbled myself with fasting. When my prayers returned to me and answered, I went about mourning as though for my friend or brother, I bowed my head in grief as though weeping for my mother. What is he saying here? Nung sila ay may sakit talagang grabe ako mag-fast para sa kanilang kagalingan. Nung sila ay may mga problemang pinagdaraanan talagang, Lord, sobra pa ang aking pagdarasal, higit pa sa aking pagdarasal sa aking sariling ama, ina, mga kapatid. And yet, the injustice. The psalmist says, but when I stumbled, Nung ako naman inadapa, oh, they now gathered in glee. Attackers gathered against me when I was unaware. They slandered me without ceasing. Like the ungodly, they maliciously mocked. They gnashed their teeth at me. Oh Lord, how long will you look on? Rescue my life from the ravages, my precious life from these lions. Appeal for justice. Wala naman akong... Niloko, wala akong inonsi, wala akong ginawa ng katarantaduhan. Lord, bakit ito ang isinusukli nila? And Lord, bakit parang, naki, parang nanonood ka lang? Pwede palang magdasal ng ganun? It's in the book of Psalm. Because He's our God of authentic spirituality. 
And then there's the Psalms that I call laments of pain. And these are the times when people are just reeling in pain and something catastrophic happened to them and they couldn't just understand it. Psalm 137 must have been written when the exiles already found themselves in the uh, territory of the Babylonians. Because in verse 1, in one, Psalm 137, it says, By the rivers of Babylon we sat and wept when we remembered Zion. There in the poplars we hung our harps. For there our captors asked us for songs, our tormentors demanding songs of joy. They said, Sing us one of the songs of Zion. And this was said mockingly. Sige nga, kung talagang mga anak kayo ng Diyos, awit, praise and worship na kayo. And these were the Babylonians mocking them. And they said, how can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, may my right hand forget its skill. May my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you, if I do not consider Jerusalem my highest joy. Lord, remember what the Edomites did on the day Jerusalem fell. These are laments of pain. The Lord, yung mga Edomites, mga first cousin namin yan. They are the descendants of Esau. And yet, when the Babylonians attacked us, yung aming mga first cousin na dapat tumulong sa amin, yung mga Edomites pa ang tumulong sa mga Babylonians to attack us, to tear us down. Lord, hindi namin maintindihan to. Have you ever been in that tight spot? When you're just out of words, when all of your life you have invested it in loving people, in believing the ideal, in upholding the good, in always looking to the standards of righteousness and uprightness, and yet when push turns to show, what happens? The very people that you expected to stand by you are the ones that are first to desert you. And you lament this before the Lord. Why? Because God can take your pain. And then I'll, I'll show you one last kind of psalm. A psalm that provides us moments of clarity. These are now the moments of reorientation. When you have been through life and you have been through the, the vicissitudes, the ups and downs, the ebb and flow of life, and you now are, you're now more realistic that life isn't perfect, and you have this aha moment, your moment of clarity, and now you understand God better. You understand yourself even more. Psalm 18 is one of those. Again, a psalm of David. He sang to the Lord the words of this song when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And David said, I love you, Lord, for you are my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my stronghold. My rock in whom I take refuge. He is my shield, the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call to the Lord who is worthy of praise. And I am saved from my enemies. The cords of death entangled me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. The cords of the grave called around me. The snares of death confronted me in my distress. I called to the Lord. I cried to God for help. From His temple He heard my voice. And my cry came before him into his ears. David was now very much sober here. He realized he had many near-death experiences. Close calls, 
in his life. Talagang court of death. Sakal na sakal na siya. Tinatangay na siya ng agos ng pagkasira ng kanyang buhay. And maybe in those times, he cried, Lord, why are you not saving me? And yet, at the end of his life, he realized God was there. That God never missed out on those moments. That God never reneged in his covenant with David. And David now has this moment of clarity. I cried to God for my help from his temple. He heard my voice and my cry came before his ears. I pray, my friends, that we will have more moments of clarity like this. We'll have more moments when we realize God has always been there for us. That life might not have turned out to be ideal in every turn. The wrinkles of life are so apparent to deny it. Hindi mo napakaraming imperfections ng buhay neto. From our point of view, we now realize spirituality is not walking in a dreamlike state when you realize na, you know, that Christianity is not pop-up psychology, that it's not always about being victors and always being good and having these declarations that you are beyond sickness and beyond sin. No. Spirituality is recognizing that yes, you'll have your moments of praises to God. Letter P. But you'll have your moments of offering your supplications for the weak. Letter S. That you'll have your moments when you just appeal to God for justice because you've been so unjustly treated. That's letter A. That you'll have these unexplained moments of laments, of pain. Lord. But that God always brings you to your moments of clarity. Some. That's the essence of it. Now, let me end this with three final applications. How can we grow in this life, in this pilgrimage of authenticity? Number one is, there is a presumption of the importance of relationship. Because trust, my friend, is only possible if you have a relationship with a certain person. Makakapaglahad ka lang ng tunay mong saloobin sa isang tao, meron kang dalisay. Naugnayan. Na hindi man niyang pampaliwanag kung ano ang dahilan ng mga bagay na ipinahintulot ng Diyos sa buhay mo. But that relationship dictates unto you that His presence alone is enough. That the assurance of His love remains undoubted. That for me is authenticity. That you have a relationship with God. That God is not a distant deity, is not an absentee father. That God is not a boss that is out to punish you for every wrong move that you make. That Jesus Christ made everything possible, offering His very own life to reconcile us back to God. So that from this moment on, because of what Jesus has done, we are no longer enemies of God. We are now the friends of God, just like Abraham. Not because of our own worthiness, but because Jesus made it possible. That through Jesus, we have a high priest that, does not, that is not unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every way and yet without sin. And because of Jesus, 
We have the Holy Spirit that now dwells in us. And that's why with the whisper of our prayers, in our times of helplessness, in moments when we have no answers, in moments when darkness just looms around us and fills us with so much of all of these incongruences in our lives, hindi magkatugma-tugma ang yung pananampalataya sa realidad na nakikita mo. Still, the importance of relationship will always save your day. And just like the psalmist, you can offer unto Him your praises, your supplications, your appeals for justice, your laments of pain. And when you do so, by His grace, you will always arrive at your moments of clarity. And that's why David would say in Psalm 28, To you I call, O Lord, my rock. Do not turn a deaf ear to me, for if you remain silent, I will be like those who have gone down to the pit. Hear my cry for mercy as I call to you for help, as I lift my hands towards your most holy place. David had established this close, real, authentic relationship with God. That he can tell God, Lord, meron tayong ugnayan. Anak niyo po ako. Hindi kayo magbibingi-bingihan sa aking mga pagtangis. Another practical application for this is the need for transparency between friends. Sinasabi nila, di ba, na ang, ang tunay na pagkakaibigan ay nagiging posible if you are now willing to be vulnerable before the other party. When you are now willing to unmask yourself from your pretentiousness, na wala ka ng facade, wala ka ng mga pagpapanggap that life is always good and perfect, that life is always neat and tidy. That you become transparent before God. That you can talk to God in your gut level. Not just in the opinion level, not just in the cliche level, which is the worst kind of communication, but in a heart-to-heart, gut-level connection. If you are sad, you tell God you are sad. If you're happy, then let your praises come out of your lips. If you're lamenting, then lay it down before God because God is the only safe place that you can lament to. If you don't have this clear appreciation of the need for transparency, you know where you will be transparent? I'm talking to you now, my friend. You'll be so transparent about your feelings in Facebook. Doon ka magpapagalit. Doon ka mangaaway. Doon ka magmumura. Doon ka magpapakita ng yung mga matatas na mga English. Hoping and praying na by your words, people will ascribe or subscribe to your own point of view. But you must have grown old enough to realize that's not what happens in real life. You become transparent to true friends. You become vulnerable to people within whom or to whom you can hold this no-holds-barred transparency. That's why David, Psalm 22, would say, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now, how transparent, how more transparent can, could David be, huh? The very same words that Jesus Christ quoted, and now we make it part of the siete palabras, or the seven last, one of the seven last words of Jesus Christ. That's transparency. 
David would say, why are you so far from saving me, so far from the words of my groaning? Oh my God, I cry out by day, but you do not answer. By night, and I am not silent, and yet you are enthroned as the Holy One. You are the praise of Israel. Transparency is very important. I like it when my wife is just always transparent before me. I like it when our kids are transparent before us. Because then we can talk about the issue. Then we can resolve issues. Then we can find solutions to the problems that might be separating us in our relationship. Transparency is very important if you like to become authentic before God. And lastly, the most repeated word for today is authenticity in communication. That when you come to God, you realize there's no need for you to impress or to prove you come to the Lord and you say, Lord, what you see is what you get. Because I know, magkamali man yung aking salita, I always will fall into the safety net of your grace. I mean, telling God, Lord, why are you so far from saving me? Why have you abandoned me? Di ba kung religyosong God, wag mo sasabihin kay Lord yan, baka lalo kang i-curse. Hindi ka pwede magsalita ng ganyan sa Diyos. But it's in the Bible. David was just authentic whenever he would speak. Asaph was just authentic in his communication because he knew, Asaph knew, David knew, the sons of Korah knew that they can fall and they would always fall into the safety net of God's grace. Again, kausapin ko lang pong mahihiling mag-Facebook at makipag-away sa Facebook. You'll realize by now this is not true. Magkamali ka lang ng type ng isang word sa comment section. Awaiing ka na niyan. For five days, for four days, for one week. Hindi palalagpasin yung isang word. Eh kasi bakit itong sinabi mo? True? It has happened to me in both ways. Na-offend ako sa sinabi ng isa or ako naman yung naka-offend dahil sa sinabi ko sa Facebook. And so I realized, Facebook is really just a social media. It's a social platform. That's not the place for Authenticity. It's just for you to announce your greatest joys and your kung ano nangyari sa buhay mo. But don't seek for affirmations from people. At kayo naman nagko-comment, don't seek that ikaw ang magpapabago sa ipopost ng taong may post. Mag-post ko na lang ng sarili mo. Right? But with God, kung nagkamali man ang grammar mo, hindi grammar Nazi si Lord. Kung nagkamali man ang lapat ng emosyon mo, the Lord will not be offended. Because God knows you're speaking from the depths of your heart because God knows you are trusting Him that He can take the worst of you. And that's why Asaph would say, Whom have I in heaven but you? Earth has nothing I desire besides you. Hindi ko mahahanap sa mundo ang lahat ng aking mga desires. But my flesh and my heart may fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Hallelujah. When we look into the holiness of the Lord, when we gaze upon the loveliness of the Lord, all the things that surround us, they just become shadows in the light of who Jesus is. And for me, my friends, that's the 
I'd like to end this message with that thought. And for me, my love, that's the reason why the book of Psalm was given unto us. To provide for us a framework for authentic spirituality. How life can be so filled with so much rancor, with so much disillusionment, with so much hopelessness. But at the same time, not to forget that life can also be filled with, with colors and joy and praising and, and dancing. That life is a mixture, a dynamic mixture of all these emotions of love and hate, the presence of the divine and at the same time the preponderance of evil, the reality of our heavenly abode and at the same time the, the filth of hell and the imperfections of this life. But God has commissioned us to be right here on this world. Not to be eclipsed by the, the, by the negative things, but to gaze at the holiness of God. To acknowledge that God is present in all the events of our lives. To realize that God is in the middle of this marriage. That God is the author of your years, my love as you're going to celebrate your birthday tomorrow. That God is the one that walks with you as you are in the hospital room. That God is the one that holds and embraces you as you are now in this crossroads of your career or your life. That God is the one that also, as, the, as that singer girl I quoted a while ago said, I'm sad as well because of what you're going through. He's God that empathizes, He sympathizes, but He's also God who can do something about your situation according to His perfect will. Where are you today, my friend, in your walk of spirituality before God? Have you lifted your praises unto the Lord? Or is today a day that you just want to Bring before God's altar your supplications for the week. Is this a moment when you are reeling from such injustice that you appeal to our God whom you believe is our Jehovah Chedkanu, a God who is upright, a God who is straight, a God who drops the plumb line and sets the standards of holiness and righteousness for His people? Go ahead. You can offer those prayers unto the Lord. Are you lamenting of the unexplainable pains that you have been through in this life? Are you lamenting the reversals of your fortune? Are you lamenting why is it that the good seeds that you have planted seem to be not reaping the good harvest that the Bible promises? Are you lamenting why the haughty and the wicked seem to be having an easier life than what you have. Go ahead. Offer that lament before God. You may get your answers. You may not. But God hears you, my friend. And I pray that when we have that time, my love, of knowing that God is present, that God is beyond the physical and the material, these are our moments of clarity. These are our moments when we say, when I was grieved 
I, I said things that were scandalous. But now I realize I have said foolish things. Sabi nga ni Job. Now I know what is real and what is imperative in this life. To praise God and obey Him for the rest of my life. Those are your moments of clarity. And when we reach that moment, my friend, we realize God is the one that provides us that fresh perspective so that our relationship with Him will be more robust, more dynamic, and we get to know the God of the Bible in a deeper fashion. My friends, have you given your life to Jesus? Do you have a relationship with our God? Do you have a living, pulsating relationship with God? Have you confessed your sins to the Lord? Would you like to receive His forgiveness? Would you like to bask in the assurance that those who come unto Him, He will never reject? Today is your day, my friend. Today you can lift up a psalm of praise, a maskil of praise unto the Lord. Today you can lift up your songs as the Lord births that in you. Because the same God to whom the psalmists spoke and the same God that spoke back to the psalmists is the same God that reaches out unto you now, offering you the gift of His Son, Jesus Christ. The gift of redemption, the gift of forgiveness, the gift of healing, the gift of wholeness. Today is the time. Shall you come to the Lord in prayer? Say this prayer with me. Father, we thank you for allowing us to be authentic, for letting us know, Lord, that you receive us just as we are. You meet us, Lord, at our point of need. You see our hang-ups. You see, Lord, our complaints. You see, Lord, our angsts in life. You see, Lord, our laments, our whinings, our murmurings. Oh, Lord, there's nothing that we can hide from you. For you are the standard of perfection, and we are the standard of the opposite. So, Lord, apart from you, we are nothing. Apart from you, Lord, we are weak. Apart from you, Lord, we will always be hopeless. And so unto you, Lord, we cast our confidence. Unto you, Lord, we put our trust. Knowing, Lord, that you are God. Knowing, Lord, that you are Father. Knowing, Lord, that you are friend. Knowing, Lord, that you have a life, a word of life that you now speak to those that have listened to this sermon. That, Lord, you are raising psalmists amongst your people so that, Lord, every day our hearts are filled with new songs, be it songs of praise, be it songs of supplications, be it songs of appeals for justice, be it laments for the pain that we go through. But, Lord, we pray that you birth in us songs that will just magnify moments of clarity for you are the source of life, Father. So, Lord, today, we hold unto you for you are life and you are life eternal to those that believe. And, Father, today I speak a special blessing to my wife as she enters another year, another leaf of her existence. I praise you, Father, for my rose. And I ask that your blessings will abound in her and through her life, more people shall know Shall you lift up your hands, church, and may the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. 
May the Lord make His face shine upon you and may the Lord be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift His countenance towards all of you and may the Lord grant you His peace as you live your lives of authentic spirituality, glorifying and praising the name of Jesus forever and ever. And everyone will say, Amen. Join us in our Zoom prayer rooms. Next Sunday, Pastor Nikki Floho will preach from the book of Proverbs. Stay healthy. Stay strong. Bye.